This is the property revolution with Andy Lefulani, CEO of Bansula. We are talking property investing, housing, and wealth creation. Stay tuned. Sanbonan Bangani, this is Andy Lefulani, CEO of Bansula. Um, we're talking about a very, very interesting topic. I mean, I always say that uh, very, very interesting topic because all the topics are, are interesting and we've got very beautiful and interesting uh, people in our studio. We bring only the best, but we are talking about affordable housing. So if you would know that um, uh, the rest of the world, in fact, has been doing a, a lot of research around affordable housing because we have a lot of interest there that the rest of the world is actually struggling with affordable housing. A lot of people are actually uh, struggling. There's a lot of people who actually live in shacks or in formal settlements or what they call in the U.S. ghettos. But these people are actually employed. You'd think that these people that you see there, they are unemployed, they only earn um, and there. But people are employed. It's just that there is an issue around affordable housing. Uh, in, in, in South Africa, for instance, they talk about a backlog of over 2 million um, affordable houses. Uh, Kenya, I know they have got the same uh, statistics of over 2 million houses, affordable houses. So, and I mean, you know the legacy in the rest of the continent that people were saying Included for some time, especially in the mainstream economy. Only people are start, starting to climb. I'm the only, uh, the black middle class is only starting to rise. And even then, it's still threatened by, you know, a, an unstable economy. So people move into suburbs and then they have to downgrade as well and get um, uh, into cheaper uh, properties or accommodation. Now we're talking about the dignity of people when you're talking about housing. It's not just uh, something that's simple. We're not talking about cars as, as convenient as they are. We're talking about houses we're talking about shelter and uh, you know the uh, research has actually shown that the well-being of people where people children grow up actually contribute significantly to their emotional well-being and and how they are going to come out so you'll get those few instances where people who grew up in a, in, a, in poverty-ridden areas becoming prominent people. Those are exceptions, right? And that's why we need to address because most of our people still live in informal settlements uh, where sewage is, I mean, I'm talking about Alex Komora, where, you know, the, the sewage uh, system is not, the infrastructure is not good and so forth, you know. So those are serious challenges. I have a brilliant guest. If this woman has not been given an award yet, we're going to give her an award. You know, she just told me a story and a journey with her and her husband building, um, you know, a, a property development uh, a, a company, which is called Conley. Um, and, and they've been developing, uh, you know, forever. I'll, I'll allow her to introduce herself. But one of the things that I picked up from social media, because she's like, like she's, she's old school. So she's like have two statuses on Facebook, you know, <laughs> which she posted around 2007. So I could pick up from a profile that she's an MBA. So, it's not the manga manga business. Uh, this lady knows what she's doing. Uh, I'll give you the platform to you, Mama, to just tell us a little about yourself and a little journey um, of you uh, and being in the in the property development space. You come from a teaching background. Welcome, Mom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, um, my name is Connie Keswa. Um, I'm one of the directors or. Let me say, I'm the director of Conley Developments. We are an affordable housing company. And uh, I've been in the affordable housing space for nearly 20 years. Um, having come from a teaching background, <clears throat> I used to teach in high school, commercial subjects, um, but I've always wanted to be, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. 
but I didn't know how mm. to start um, until I got an opportunity to leave teaching and um, try my luck in marketing with uh, Sandam Insurance. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I discovered affordable housing in the early 90s, mm. just after independence, um, when people were just um, black people or previously disadvantaged people were just getting started in owning their own homes, yes. buying their own homes. Mm. And yes, um, that's where I found my passion and I've stayed ever since. Starting as a sales consultant, working for big developers, learning from them, mm. seeing how they uh, made money, how they did everything mm. from packaging, pricing the houses mm. and uh, running the sales division. Yes. Um, I learned from there and decided that, uh, well, it was time to be my own boss. Yes. And it hasn't been an easy journey, but yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> yes, wonderful. I'm glad that you haven't given up because <laughs> we, we look up to you. Uh, uh, Mr. Some people won't see uh, that Mr. Keswa is here, your partner <laughs> in, in prosperity, not crime. <laughs> yeah, but um, yes. a, a great story. Tell me, how long have you been developing? We've been developing now, I think, for about 15 or so years. Okay. Yes, we started off very small, mm. one house at a time. Mm, mm. Yes, and... Um, Yes. And now, how, how big are your projects now? Uh, we're currently working on a very big project of 520 units. You're kidding in me. In Kruger's Top. Wow. Um, I think it's going on the market sometime in April. Mm. Uh, it's an affordable housing um, um, complex. Yes. Yeah, it's a townhouse complex. Yeah. Yes, and then we've got um, a, a couple of units of houses that we're doing in the Val areas okay. of um, Mayerton, yes. Thunder Bay Park, yes. uh, which is Miami Sands, yes. and um, Unitas Park. You're doing and Miami Sands? Yes, and hey, the This lady, yes. <laughs> I've been seeing Miami Sands on the internet. Hey, yes, it's yes. one of your projects. Yes, it is. Mm. And it's a very, very busy area. Yes. yes. I'm from the Val, by the way, from Sibukeng. Yes. Oh, great yes. stuff. Yes, I'm from okay. the dusty streets okay. of, uh, yes. of Sibukeng. Yes. yes. By the way, in Sibukeng, we've got Golden Gardens yes. and Beverly Gardens. Wow. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't matter how old you are. I want to be your friend. <laughs> doesn't matter the age gap. Eh? No, this, yes. this lady is a trendsetter. I'm telling you, you really need to know more about uh, uh, Mam Keswa. There isn't much online about her, but she's definitely going to be our frequent uh, guest speaker because uh, affordable housing is one of our pillars. So this is a purely property uh, investment and housing uh, a platform. We're talking about uh, property investing, housing, and wealth creation. Yes. You know, so yeah, wonderful. So, but tell me, um, what has it been uh, the challenges? Because I mean, you would uh, uh, believe that uh, um, this space is for mostly uh, male. Uh, dominated industry and uh, number two it's white uh, dominated industry they are the ones that are doing the, the major projects they've got yes. the financial muscle they've been doing so I mean to an extent that I've been making an argument who's actually benefiting from the developments that are happening 
uh, in townships, um, including malls, uh, because I believe that's where we need to go, you know, not only in residential, we yes. need to really go into commercial. Mm -hmm. I see uh, office blocks because there's this whole uh, a, a frenzy around, uh, you know, township economy development and the, and the government is putting its weight behind it as well. Uh, so who will be building the offices? They are coming. The thing is, they are coming. I mean, we didn't see the malls coming. And I think the you know the commercial space in terms of uh, more uh, um, uh, uh, office spaces shouldn't leave us as well. Because where are the entrepreneurs going to be housed? You know, so 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 maybe you can uh, um, you can tell me, uh, Oguti, when uh, you know um, what pulled you into this space? Yes, <clears throat> we are not yet into commercial, mm. um, but we believe that uh, black people should learn to own their own economies. Yes. Um, we um we are tired of um being consumers mm. buying from other people yes. and uh people coming from out there mm. and uh, offering us yes. things that we can do for ourselves, ourselves. yes, yes. Mm. so uh but it's all about education yes. and courage yes. and the Appetite for risk yes yes, yes. so but tell me uh, the, the difficult have you had any difficulty as a black woman? Uh, in the in, in this space, has there been any visible difficulties? Yes, definitely. Mm. Um, I guess um, it's difficult as a woman to uh, get into the development industry, mm. which is monopolized mm. by mostly big companies, mm. mostly white, mm. and um, it's not very easy to approach them mm. and get them mm. to accept you mm. as a trainee mm. or to mentor you um, as a black um, woman. Yes. Yes. So uh, the industry is um, kind of uh, very prejudiced against um, women mm. of color mm. or mm. any woman for that matter. It's very, very easy to, uh, sorry, difficult to penetrate um, this industry if you are a woman, mm. but you need all the courage yes. and you need never ever to give up. Mm. When you fall, you must never fall um, with your face down. Mm. Mm. You must fall backwards so that you can see you forward can and yes. get up and try again mm. and again. Mm. You knock on doors that will close in your face mm. until they open. Mm. Um, it hasn't been easy. We've fallen many times mm. and um, we always get up mm. and we always go back at it until it um, happens. Yes. Yes. So uh, at the moment, um, really, I could say as a woman, the most important thing is knowledge. Yes. That's the most powerful thing. Okay. Um, you need to know what to do. You mm. need to understand, study, research your industry. Yes. Um, uh, understand your clientele. Yes. Where, what's your target market? Yes. Where is your clientele coming from? Yes. What do they really want? Mm. And how can you beat the monopoly? Mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. So one of the arguments is that affordable housing is not that affordable. Yeah. You know, um, you were telling me uh, offline that uh, at the time when you came in, the properties were like 60,000 and, and 69,000 or so in Proteat land. Can you believe it, guys? Proteat land, properties for 69,000. And on top of that, there was a government subsidy, FLISP, 
right? Uh, uh, that subsidized. So people were getting their properties for like way less than 40 something thousand, 50,000. I mean, that's that's when like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. That was 96. 96, 97, 98. Yes. 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 So, but um, tell me, I mean, what's your opinion about the pricing of uh, of, uh, properties now? What has happened is um, at the at the time, I guess it was, um, according to the salaries, people mm. were earning less mm. and money could go a long, long way. Yes. yes. Building materials were cheaper then. Mm. Land was much cheaper then. Mm. Uh, prices have gone up. And now I believe that affordable housing is not really overpriced. Mm. Um, um, salaries have really, truly grow, gone up mm. in such a way that... Um, People earning from fifteen thousand uh, can easily qualify for a house for half a million. Yes. But all that um will depend on the area mm. in the price of the land, yes, how much yes. you buy your land for. Yes. And the cost of building materials. Mm, building mm. material costs are constantly Ish, going yeah, up. And Especially as the thing. material goes up, mm. material cost goes up the houses go up as well yes Yes. but we i always believe that um the houses in our affordable market space are not overpriced Mm, because mm. um we're selling to clients that get bank finance Mm. and banks have got divisions um the the the, um valuations divisions they will never lend um they never approve a, a home loan mm. if they see that the uh, property is overpriced. Yes. Um, they'll never approve a home loan yes. if the property is underpriced mm. because they know that the developer won't finish the house. Yes. He might end up abandoning the ah, whole project. I'm and with you. Um, I'm with you. Yes, and they'll be risking their own money. Yes. So there is market values. There's um, prices like the cost rate per square meter. Yes. If a developer submits a... a, a a, a, a project yes. where the rate per square meter is by far lower than the average yes. market value, um, the banks will decline mm. that loan. So they approve a home loan subject to evaluation. Yes. So whatever uh, pricing developers um, uh, do, they need to know what the market can carry mm. in, in a particular area yes. so that the banks will approve I see. because um, they are using specialists, um, mm. qualified assessors yes. who know exactly what the rate per square meter is. Mm. If mm. I submit a house priced at 4,000 per square meter yes. and yet the bank knows that you can't build and finish a house at 4,000 per mm. square meter, Instead of um, 6,500 per square meter, for instance, they'll decline it. Mm, And mm. I would have to go back to the drawing board Mm. and start afresh Mm. uh, with my pricing. So hence, importance of research. You need to know exactly um, what you're doing, how to price Mm, mm. and everything. Okay. But would you say, has has this been uh, worth it for you? Has Has it given you the kind of profits that you want? 
Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Um, developing is good business. Okay. Okay. Yes. If it's properly priced. Yes. Yes. Um, many, many people go into the affordable housing space mm. with very little knowledge. Mm. They underprice their properties and make big losses. Mm. Or they overprice their properties and they don't make sales. Yes. So it's... um. Like any it, other business, you know, you yes. need to understand your market, you need to price properly, you need to do your costing analysis properly. Definitely. Uh, let's, let's talk about the financing of these projects now. Yes. Um, uh, how do you, I mean, this is, you're talking about over 500 units, you know, uh, I mean, I guess it has taken you 15 years <laughs> to get to where you can actually, um, you know, uh, do such big projects. But uh, how, how do you raise uh, such funds? Um. It hasn't always been easy. Mm. Like I said earlier, we started very small, yes. one unit at a time. Yes, yes. yes. Um, for anyone out there that wants to be a developer and they don't have the funding and maybe they don't even have a business plan yes. um, that can be approved by any bank, I would advise uh, for them to start one unit at a time. Yes. Um, when you are developing... Um, freehold unit mm. you can always buy one stand yes and um sell a building package yes on that one stand mm. find a buyer first get their finance approved yes and you build the house using their end user finance yes and when the house is handed over and the bank has paid you for what you have done mm. You move on to the next one, and you've learned. Maybe you do two mm. at a time, yes. and you you grow slowly, yes. slowly yes. until you get there. Yes. For sectional tightly projects, um, like townhouses, flats, yes. there you need to raise development finance. Mm. Okay. This is where you need to have a team mm. of experienced. Um, professionals. Mm. These will be your engineers, your sub land surveyors, mm. your architects to do the concept design mm. and um, a whole lot of, of other uh, professionals. Yes. yes. And um, they will advise you. Mm. They will to help you to do a due diligence okay. to establish uh, whether the project will make money yes, or yes. a loss. Yes. Um, you must have advice. You must also have mentors. Mm. It would be even great to partner with an established developer. Mm. Um, have a joint venture. Yes. Um, for some kind of skills transfer. Yes. And yes. you learn a lot from there. Mm. The um, funders will not give you money mm. when you don't have a professional team behind yes, you. Okay. They need to know uh, who's going to do the project management, yes. um, who is going to do your bill of quantities, who has done it, yes. done that. Mm. They look at their profile, their experience. Mm. I may not have experience, yes. but if my whole team yes. has got experience mm -hmm. and they've got the accreditation, yes. they are qualified in whatever fields, mm -hmm. And we put together this business plan. Mm -hmm. And um, most impo importantly, it would be, it's always great to have a mentor mm. or a coach mm. so, uh, so that you, you, um, 
you get another um, point of view from outside. Mm, mm. Okay. So what would you say is a, I mean, to a typical consumer, what would you say is a, uh, is a, uh, I like the point around mentorship, right? We'll, go, we'll come back to it. I mean, I'm actually adopting you as, a, as my mentor, so it's non-negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to sign a contract. <laughs> um, um, you sound like someone who, who really understands what you are doing. You're passionate about it. What do you, what would you uh, 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 tell a person? What are the advantages of buying something off plan, for instance? I've had bad experiences, right? Right. Um, where we bought, I think it was in Kaya Sands, we bought something off plan and, and, and it never uh, got erected. Uh, the deposit that was paid there, even now, we still don't know who's the developer. The money was transferred from uh, one trust account to another. It's been issues. Uh, how do you how do you uphold uh, you know uh, making sure that you you've got a promise that you keep um, uh, to the clients? Number one, but number two, what is the advantage of uh, of buying a, a new development compared to an old house? Right, um, an old house, um, old houses may be bigger. Mm. Um, they may be even cheaper yes. because they were built a while ago yes. when maybe land was still cheap, yes. building materials yes. uh, were cheap. And uh, for instance, if um, somebody that bought in Proteac land mm. in 96 when I was selling for 69,000 houses for 69,000, mm. if they're selling today, they would uh, make a huge profit mm. even if they sold the house for 300,000. Um, but if I were to build to build that same house today, the house would cost seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty thousand, mm. for instance, mm. because of the cost of materials, cost of land, and all that. Mm. But the advantage of buying off plan mm. um, to a um, first-time home buyer, especially, yes. is that all the costs are usually included mm. in a building package, yes, yes. right? We're talking about um, conveyancing costs, mm. the lawyer's costs, they're included yes. in there. Um, deposits are usually included mm. as well. Mm. Mm. Um, and municipal costs, water and electricity and all the other things. Yes. Whereas if you buy an old house, mm. most of the time you must pay your own deposit. Mm. You must pay illegal costs. Yes, yes they're not included. Yes. 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 Um, the other advantage of buying off plan is that um, the buyer gets to choose their finishes. Mm, um, mm, they mm. get to be the first person to move into that house. Um, I could buy an old house and find that the previous owners mm. used to do ABC, something that I don't like there in the house, yes. or the house is designed in this or that way, mm. something that I don't like. Now I have to spend money yes. to um, renovate and all that. Mm. But with your new house, you can always talk to your developer yes. and say, listen, I want you to add this. Yes. I want you to remove that. Mm. I want those mm. colors. Okay. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So from a perspective, because we're talking to different, two different kinds of people. Talking yes. to consumers want to buy affordable houses. Okay, we're talking to stuff. a potential uh, developer. Yes. So for a potential developer, what would, like if I say I want to start developing from tomorrow, yes. what, what would I need? Like is there a license that's required? Is there a minimum capital that's required or what? Right. There's no license that is required. Mm. But whilst there is no license, mm. um, one needs to be registered okay. with the national home builders registration council okay. that is the nhprc okay. this is a regulatory body yes. that um 
oversees the quality yes. of housing. Yes. Uh, we've seen in the past that some houses, um, when there's a light or heavy storms, mm. they just fall apart. Yes. So um, if a developer is registered, mm -hmm. the NHPRC will inspect. They do inspections, mm -hmm. regular inspections during the construction process okay. all the way through up to handover. Mm. The buyer gets what is called um, an enrollment certificate. This okay. is a warranty mm -hmm. so that if anything happens to the structure or some parts of the house, mm. then the builder or developer must be called back if he's registered. Yes, yes. If not, mm. the buyer must go to NHPRC and report. Okay. NHPRC, because of that warranty, yes. will send somebody else and go and fix whatever the problem. Mm, mm. And then that developer will be blacklisted. Mm. Okay. And they'll never be allowed to uh, to develop. Mm. Every house that is built in this country mm. must be enrolled. Um, it must be built by a developer who is registered so that it can be enrolled with the NHPRC um, um, organization. Yes. And um, that's how it works. Okay. It's the law. Yes. So before you buy, before anybody buys a property from a developer, mm. make sure they are registered. Mm. The information is online. Mm. You get the name of the developer. You check online. <clears throat> you get their registration number. Okay. On, the, on, on NHPRC's website? Um, you can just Google. Okay. Yeah. You just, um, for instance, Conley Developments, mm. and you just check, uh, is Conley Developments registered? Yes. If yes. you come in, okay. they, they, they will show you. Okay. Um, so for anyone that wants to be a builder, there's no license, but make sure you're registered with the NHPRC. For buyers, make sure you buy from a registered uh, builder mm. and make sure you get your enrollment certificate. You ask for it. Okay. Yes, before you move into the house. What is that? Uh, enrollment? Enrollment okay. certificate. Okay. Every house must be enrolled. Okay. Yes. So I call it a warranty. Okay. Yes. It's a five-year warranty certificate. Okay. It's very important. Mm. But most people don't know, so they don't request their certificates. Is yes. Also, in case your house gets a lightning or whatever, you've got yes. that certificate. Yes. The bank will not register any property that doesn't that have is not I enrolled okay. so it's a requirement mm, by mm. the financiers mm. so um if your developer doesn't give it to you yes. check with your bank okay. home loans yes. they should have a copy they I always see. do okay okay yes so yeah there's no license okay wow hey, that's good to know um and then uh, how do people uh, uh, get hold of you? I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be listening to this podcast and say, hey, wow, what a woman, and maybe they want to reach out, maybe yes. for business partnerships, uh, to be mentored or to buy in some of the projects that you are, you know, you are, you are doing. How can, you, how can they get hold of you? Right. Um, we are on Facebook okay. as Conley Developments. Mm -hmm. And... We um our website is www.conleyhomes.com. Okay. How do you how do you spell Conley? C O N L E E. 
Double E, okay. Conley Homes, one word. Yes. Yes, okay. .com. Okay. Yes. So um, just uh, Google Conley Homes. You'll okay. find us on Facebook. Okay. Very active on Facebook. Okay. We, um, uh, you can just go to our website. Um, telephone number yes. is 11 492 yes. mm -hmm. uh, 9066 yes. But mostly... I prefer the cell phone number zero seven two three double zero four five five six. Okay, wonderful, uh, Madam. Thank you so much for a brilliant interview. I mean, I think you 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 took over. You know, you <laughs> just say that this is your space. You know, uh, this is uh, your expertise, and uh, I really love what you are doing. I'm really inspired. Um, I'm a I'm a aspiring developer myself. So I'm really hoping that uh, we'll hopefully do business in the future, right? Yes, yeah. great, okay. uh, great, and I would really love to come back okay. and teach people more about yes. this yes. industry yes. because yes. we need, especially women mm. out there, mm. come out, guys. Yes. Let's do this. Yes. It's doable. Yes, you spoke yes. about literally maybe as, as a closing. You spoke a little that you were involved in some. Stockfell, um, uh, a, 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 a groups uh, that were yes. raising funds to do. We, yes, we we used to go around talking to uh, different Stockfell groups, yes. um, because we discovered that many groups mm. um, get together, raise funds, yes. and then they buy groceries. Mm. Um, they share the money yes. and spend it over the holidays, mm. nothing uh, special. Mm. But um, when we go around and talk to Stockfell groups, we say, guys, you have got the money. This is the means mm. for you to create wealth yes. through property. Yes. There is money to be made in property. You don't have to be a loner and say, I'll buy the house on my own. Mm. You can Put your funds together yes. and buy one property. Um, put it out for rental. If you buy, say, in an area like, um, I'll mention my area, Mayerton, yes. where the stands are big, mm. you can buy one house, mm. one small house on a huge stand, mm. 1,000 square meter stand, mm. and build your 40 small 40 square meter house, mm. two-bedroomed, Put it in a corner yeah. and make sure that the rest of the space is open yes. for you to come come together again mm. next year. Put your money together, buy the building material mm. and put up back rooms. Yes. Not funny back rooms. Mm. You make sure that you get your plans approved. Yes. Use a, a good architect, yes. get the plans approved. Mm. People will want to rent your properties. Yes. And then while you're staying in that house that you bought, mm. you don't pay anything. Mm. Your tenants will be paying for you. Yes. If your stand is big enough, you cut off your tenants and put them on one side mm. so that um, you have a separate entrance yes, yes. and your tenants will be on the on other the side. side yeah. And... You don't even have to build a single story. Mm. Make it two uh, two floors mm. or even three mm. and get families to stay there. Yes. You get young people to stay there. There are many people that are blacklisted mm. who can't buy houses, mm. who are looking for rental, rental. space. Yes. yes, and you can make 
passive income from mm. that. You can make um, a lot of money or you can just build, sell, move on and buy two more stands. Yes. Do the same thing mm. as a group, yes. as a stock fell, yes. you know, helping yes. each other. Because alone sometimes it's not, it's not reachable. Yes, there's yes. so much wealth yes. to be made yes. in property yes. and you don't have to know how to lay a brick as yes. a woman Very or true. as a person. Yes. There's yes. people out there who are looking for jobs. Um, you outsource. Yes. You create employment. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Madam, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate. A pleasure. Um, on our next uh, episode, we'll be talking about um, uh, property as an alternative uh, asset class for your financial planning. Can property be used as a plan for education? For instance, I put an argument like that to say, uh, uh, instead of buying an educational policy, can you buy a property? You hold it, you rent it out, you save, you make sure that that value is stored in that property so that when your children have to go to university, they've got that property. The good thing about that, I'm thinking, you know, in my lay uh, mind, that you can uh, use this property as a collateral, unlike an uh, educational policy that you can do very little with. Uh, that you can use as a collateral. You want to start a business during that term when your kids are growing up. Maybe your kids still have about 20 years um, to go to school. Uh, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll do that. Can you have property as an alternative source uh, for your retirement? Uh, for instance, you buy, you build, and you're already receiving income now uh, on your process of paying off the properties. When you get to the end, then you are just receiving passive income from those properties. You know, As an alternative, and as a method of diversifying from what you already have, have you know that's that's the conversation that we're going to have and we're going to have a a professional financial planner to dissect this because professional financial planners are not very known to be selling a property as an alternative source they will want to sell us policies but i'm i'm hoping going to have uh, someone who's got an independent uh, mind and who's all about wealth creation uh, thank you very much bangani uh, see you on the next one cheers thank you for tuning into the property revolution podcasts Catch the next episode on iono.fm. Go to our website, finlight.co.za. On Facebook, we are Finlight Financial Education. And uh, you can also connect with us on Twitter. I am at CCOYEPANZULA. Send your comments and suggestions on our WhatsApp line, 081-283-2419.